After Buzzers, welcome to the Orphan Black After Show here at After Buzz TV. Tonight, we'll be discussing season four, episode one, The Collapse of Nature. We are so excited to talk about the season premiere with you guys, so please stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Beth, we are so glad to see you again, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to our after show at AfterBuzz TV for Orphan Black. As you guys can see, we are a new crew here, but don't worry, you guys are in good hands. We love the show. We love interacting with you guys, so please chat with us. My name is Sam Davidson. I will be your host for the season, and you can find me on Twitter at SamD43. I have an awesome panel here with me. Guys, introduce yourselves and let us know where we can find you on Twitter. Yeah, hey guys, I'm Joelle Monique, and you can find me at Joelle Monique. Hey, I'm Kelly McInerney, and you can find me at Holly Weirdo on Twitter and Instagram. And we also have Amanda Richards, who will be here this season. She's not here this week, but she's awesome. You guys are going to love her. She'll yes. be here next week. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. And I'm just so happy that we're talking about the whole... You guys, it's a new panel. We know it's going to take some getting used to, but I think you're going to like us because we're not so bad. And we love this show maybe just as much as you do, if not more. We've been working really yeah. hard to make sure that we are up to date and up to speed and got all the behind scenes stuff for you guys. Yeah. Because we know you guys are experts. Mm -hmm. We can't let you down here. Yep. Clone Club is on their game. Yes. That's the truth. So before we start breaking down the episode, I wanted to go around and ask you guys kind of your history with the show. When you started it, did you binge it? Did you watch it live? And what did you think about the season four premiere? So I started watching middle of season two when an old roommate turned me on to it. And she was like, you love dark things. You love like all things science fiction. You have to check out this show. Uh, so I binge watched all of season one and then caught up with season two and I've been watching it live ever since. And holy cow, was she right? It quickly became one of my favorite shows like ever, period, end of discussion. And of course I fell in love with the amazing, amazing Tatiana Mazzani instantly. She is my new hero. Me too. <laughs> I started watching it after season one ended, uh, and I've just been usually binge watching. It. My roommate told me about it too. Yeah. And I've just been kind of binge watching this season, so this is the first one that I'm watching uh, kind of live, which is great. But yeah, I love it. I love uh, Tatiana. I went to the Orphan Black WonderCon thing, not this year, but last year. Yes. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, Kelly has an amazing photo of her as Helena. Oh, yeah. yeah. I dressed up as Helena. I forgot about that. Do you want to know what, when Kelly and I became friends, like, a little over a year ago, that was, when I saw that picture, I was like, oh, she's cool. Yeah. <laughs> she's a really good Helena. You should tweet she's it. She's yeah, um, yeah. I'm checking out on Holly Weirdo's Instagram. That's my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of the first episode back? I loved it. I thought it was so good. I'm so excited we got to flash back and see Beth. Like, she's cool, like, cop version of Sarah, who's, like, just totally messed up in a downward spiral, and that's so juicy to watch. I was really excited they decided to go back. I'm kind of mixed about it, because I liked the idea of the flashback, but I wish... It wasn't that long for a season premiere. I wish we kind of got caught up with the with the uh, current sisters, you know. Interesting. But I did like to find out why Beth was so fucked up and stuff, you know. Yeah. So I cool. I agree. I loved it personally because the pilot episode of Orphan Black is just 
not only one of my favorite episodes of the series, but just, I think, one of the best pilots of a sci-fi drama that we've seen in a really long time. So I was really grateful to get a throwback to that. And I know that the entire season isn't going to be a flashback. And for that matter, we might not see any more. But I know that the writers and producers have said that there's a reason they did that. It's not just, hey, let's give you a flashback of Beth because we don't know what else to do. I thought they filled in like a whole bunch of holes as like like getting to see the twins, or I'm sorry, the clones from uh, the science perspective, from the perspective of which they came and kind of getting to watch the doctor like look at them and try to figure, he's like, oh, so you chose something really painful, didn't you? You have to deal with a lot of pain. And it got me thinking like, how are they connected? Like they're all kind of science-based. Um, Allison's got her like soap shop and she's mixing things. And um, the new one we met, Mika, is uh, when she was mixing the tea, she was using science terms to describe like diluting the water. Um, so I, I think this sets off a tone of the new perspective we're gonna watch the clones from, and I'm really excited about that. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. And also, it kind of just introduced us to MK or Mika, you know? Yes. yes. So. Such a cool new clone. Well, but Let's also, see. like, I don't really get her, her, where she's from, the accent. I Oh, I don't really either. Iceland? Is she Bjork? Is she Swedish? Is she Scottish? <laughs> well, do you know what's so funny that you mentioned that? In an interview, the showrunner said that Bjork was an inspiration for that character. Wow. Called it. Yeah. Nailed it. Well, then, let's get into the episode, and it starts with MK and Beth. You know, we get introduced to her, and she's child. She's kind of creepy, but more childish. You know, in a way, it's like... The masks. Mm-hmm. She is super paranoid, and we find out, you know, well, first of all, like we've said, the entire show, except for the end, is a flashback. And Beth is working with MK. She's the one that originally kind of brought all this together. I think MK knows more than anybody at this point. Oh, clearly, mm-hmm. yeah. It definitely seems that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's weird, but she's the smartest, and she's bringing Beth into this whole situation, and she basically tells Beth that Paul is not really her real boyfriend that loves her. He is her monitor, and that's how she starts finding out is through MK. What did you guys What did you guys think about the relationship between MK and Beth, and just kind of the way Beth treated the other clones? She was almost a mother figure that they all looked up to? I wouldn't say te- really, because Allison was giving her pills and stuff. Like, mommy well, needs drugs, I don't think. <laughs> Lots of moms are messed up, man. Uh, I mean, that's how Allison gets her drugs, and she deals to other prescription pill-popping moms. So, I mean, I what I liked about it was the fact that she was the one who introduced them to the whole concept of being clones. And she was like, you know, they have a right to know. And she's clearly trying to form these familial bonds that all of the clones have been kind of searching for. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but it's also clear that there's she's under a lot of pressure. And how much, I mean, obviously, we know that she can't hold out for very much longer. Um, but to see that kind of downward spiral has been really interesting. Mm-hmm. And MK is the one that kind of triggers this whole thing by telling her that telling Beth about the tip in the woods with the African-American woman and the white man. That, to me, was a confi- I watched the episode three times, and it was a kind of confusing plot point to me because I still was like, who are these two people mm-hmm. that, you know, buried the guy in the woods, and then they're, they're a huge part of it, and they are, they drive an ambulance, right? They're paramedics. They're supposed to be paramedics. I don't know if you guys were confused at all. I was just confused about who they were and what their importance, I mean, I guess their importance was is they're part of it, but who, why, how? Yeah, I don't, 
I don't think we know that yet. Yeah. I know <laughs> there's, I guess they're finding worms in people's cheeks. Oh, um, God, was so, gross. so gross. So gross. But um, I, I guess I feel like they are also um, <laughs> neolutionists, though, too, just in disguise as paramedics because the way they acted mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but... Hopefully we'll find out. I have to jump in here. The fans are talking about what kind of mask uh, the other characters might wear. And Cosimo would wear an owl, which makes sense. Allison can get a mother hen mask. Oh, Please keep commenting on these guys. That's so great. I think Sarah would get a wolf. Ooh. Yes. She wow. would get a wolf. That's that, a good one. That would be perfect. Let's get into Sarah and Art a little. Not Sarah. I'm sorry. Beth. Beth and Art. Oh, my God. Whoa. Um, I think that we all kind of knew that there was oh, yeah. a romance, maybe. There's maybe. definitely been some flirting and a lot of connotations like in the chat rooms of like, were they, aren't they? And you get little hints, but it explains, you know, the pilot so much better of like when Sarah's pretending to be Beth and mm-hmm. she's like, you know, yeah, we're trying to work it out and it's not really happening. And he's like just so devastated by this news and his devotion instantly, you know, to her. And it, it was, ex- like, as a fan, I was excited. I was like, yay, this is true. How did you guys feel about it? Do you... I don't know. I feel like it... I feel like the pilot could have been more weird or uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Like, if that happened, mm. and he... I don't know. It, it was okay. Like, I'm... Like, like, maybe he should have known. Like, this isn't even you. Yeah. He okay. did, after a point. But you're right. I did rewatch the pilot, and I thought that most everything was on point and uh, made sense except for that because if he really had just like had sex with her the other night with Beth and they had this relationship the fact that she would be acting like that I think would upset him far more than it did he just seemed more pissed if anything else in the pilot but I thought it was a good twist and like all the fans are saying we get to see Beth and we never really knew her yeah yeah and it's nice to see the relationship she had with the clone, other clones that you said that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, um, because I you, I kind of forgot about her, not forgot, but like yeah. you you're just so used to Sarah as her and like oh well she was just just killed herself you know and so it's nice to see oh well, yeah she was a person she like kind of set this up yeah so and she was pretty cool there's a lot of similarities I think the two clones that seem the most similar at this point are Beth and Sarah. Everyone, each, all the other clones are unique in their own way, but those two, to me, have a lot of similarities as far as leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, because uh, and aren't they both addicts? Like Sarah was an addict, right? Mm-hmm. Can, okay, what kind of pills was Beth snorting? I don't. That's think... a good question. We don't know for sure yeah. what it was, but Pres- I mean, yeah, prescription like OxyContin or something. You know, I'd say. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, and I don't know how Allison or why uh, she got them and gave them to her and was, like, totally cool with it, but we'll get into Allison in a minute. I want to go over the um, reemergence of Paul, because I briefly mentioned him. I'm just a big Paul fan. Are you? Oh, man, Paul. I I always want to slap him in the face. I'm like, get it together, Paul. Like, except for maybe, like, the tail end of last season when he, like, really stepped up and was like, I don't have to be this person anymore. I can... You know, I can fight for the people I love, and I can I can be bigger than this corporation I've been a part of. Uh, but especially early years, Paul, I'm like, you're such a bad... Like, you hurt everyone. Can yeah. you just stop? I mean, he's gorgeous to look at. Let's not kid. Like, I was all for the shirt off scene. I was like, we can have more of these. But it all, every time I just want him to be better. Also, 
in a way, he he probably helped her demise, like her demise. Oh yes. I remember in a previous, like I think it was like in the first season, Sarah yelled at him, "You wouldn't leave her, but you wouldn't love her." You know, so that's mm-hmm. what fucked her up more. You know, just like he, you could tell in this scene mm-hmm. how he's mm-hmm. just not doing it. Okay, then just walk. Like, I understand she has to break up with him, but like. Okay, try I'm, or so. I, I know he was contract, like he had to do this, but no, uh. I I agree, and I'm not saying as though I'm a fan of Paul as a person. I think a good percentage of it is I just, I mean, I'm sorry, he's like one of the hottest guys I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> um, but putting that aside, I think that his character is fascinating because now when you rewatch the pilot, even if you haven't seen this episode yet, and have seen most of the seasons though and know what is going on in his head and who he is and how much he knows it's fascinating because he seems really stupid at first and he's the opposite of stupid mm-hmm. and um i'm really glad we got that scene between him and beth it was so are you talking about the fight scene well the scene where she yeah they're fight she tries to have sex with him and he's just like not God. into it heartbreaking that kind. scene was so good whoever made the music selection for that i was just I was like emotionally devastated. This is the, the the tension of it was so heavy, and and again to see she so tries like to be put together and to be the person everyone needs, and she asks like one person to be there for her, and he just completely isn't. Was, it was amazing. It was so good to just watch. Like it was just great television. It was, mm-hmm. and each saw, each of them were plotting, and now we know the backstory. It's not as though we're watching this show where we have to guess the other people's feelings and where they're coming from. We actually know now what Beth was thinking and what Paul was thinking, and the scene where she is behind him and puts a gun to his head, behind him, but he doesn't see her. I and then when he turns around, she puts the gun down. Mm-hmm. But it's like, did he sense that there was a gun behind his head? That's a good. I had no idea. I was wondering. Like yeah. it was, it was so calm. But since we were in that tight shot behind his head, it's so hard to tell what he was thinking, and whether I never got the sense that she was going to pull the trigger. Like mm-hmm. I never felt like that she could go through with killing him. Also, we know that. Well, yeah, <laughs> that is true. But I never even had the sense of like she might. You know what I mean? Like where, where, like she. I, okay, here. I never felt she felt she could pull the trigger. Like this was a big move for her. Of like, I could, but I, I won't. Um, I I don't know if he knew. I don't think so. I think he would have done. So, I feel like back then Paul was kind of. Well, I mean, he still kind of is a little bit crazy, and <laughs> well, he's Ooh. dead now. Yeah. I mean, is uh. he though? I you know I mean that would be really dope if he wasn't. He's <laughs> <laughs> really happy about that. Like I pointed on before, I just want to kind of talk about the Kasima we saw and the Allison that we saw. Kasima is like makes a lesbian U-Haul joke, which I very much appreciated. Yes. I always love Kasima. She's my personal favorite clone. And she's my least favorite. No way. Cosima is your least favorite? How is that possible? Ooh, I like Allison. And I, I also, love Allison. I also but... like Helena too. Well, no, I like Sarah too. See, I like it's like a toss up between them, but I'm like, and Cosima. My favorite's oh Rachel. My I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I mean, Rachel's style is impeccable, and I really admire Rachel's uh drive and one pointedness. But but I love Allison just because she's so quirky and weird. So but we do actually have somebody uh Planetar saying that Allison and Beth are both shameless to use Gemma's P. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I don't get why she did that, why Allison did that. Well, I guess, I mean, honestly, I think she thinks that Beth needs these drugs. What would you think if you found out you were a clone? 
with all these you you might need to medic self medicate you know yeah and it's not like she's harming her job or I mean until until this episode yeah but uh, she was a good cop and she I guess you kind of understand sometimes you have to break the rules mm-hmm and. Um. I think the relationship between those two is fascinating because rewatching the pilot like I did the other night, um, Allison was the most upset by Beth's death when they really found out mm-hmm. that Beth had killed herself. And in this episode, we see that she, you know, not only, you know, as a ruse to deliver the drugs and the pee, she put it in, but gorgeous flowers that she had handpicked herself <laughs> and a really nice note that she wrote. So sweet. Yeah. But I feel like Allison has always wanted that family connection. And, you know, she married her high school sweetheart. She kind of, like, the love she has was easy. And I think the love with the, you know, sisters is not. It's complicated and messy. It's also kind of dangerous and edgy, which this is probably Allison's first foray into that kind of lifestyle. I think she's really excited about this. Like, she was, you know, playing with the gun and, like, I'm going to shoot these bottles off. And she was, mm-hmm. you know, even though as she's promising not to do anything with them. Um, and, and then the handwritten letter, and I arranged the flowers to be delivered, which I thought was cute. Um, I just feel like this is, this was her being like, I'm going to make this family work. Like, I have who knows how many more sisters out there. And, and it's clear to me, too, that she sees um, Beth as, like, an older sister. Mm-hmm. And I think she feels the most guilty, to piggy- go back to about the, her death, because she feel, feels the most guilty. Because she, I don't know if Kasima knew that Beth was taking drugs, you know? Oh, I, I don't think Kasima did know. Yeah, so I think Beth, uh, Allison was like, maybe if she didn't, maybe if I didn't give her these drugs, maybe if she did have that drug test... But it, she, yeah. it would have hurt, hurt us for finding out more about us, mm-hmm. but at least she would have been alive. And what I also thought was a really fun connection back to the pilot uh, was that Allison was learning how to shoot from Beth. And then in the pilot, when Kasima and Sarah are talking, she says, I'll tell you, I'll hook you up with someone to teach you how to shoot a gun. <laughs> and it's Allison. Yeah. And Allison says that Beth taught her. And it was just like a very small little thing that only huge super fans like us would really you know, pinpoint out, but I it made me happy that the writers were like, oh, we see you, we know. Mm-hmm. I loved that, and I, I loved seeing those characters back in the day. So, I mean, you know, we, like we said, we didn't get to see anyone else, really, besides Beth this episode, and briefly the other two. But we miss Beth. We don't know her, and now I want more of her. Beth goes to Club Neolution. Oh, my God. Ugh, what? I'm, I was, what interesting people. So cool. I mean, just because it feels so, like, next wave. It's yeah. like, this could be near-future stuff. Like, magnets in the fingertips and, like, Ooh. hopefully... <laughs> hopefully not as cultish as the one-white eye contact. Um, but just, uh, what was the line? Like, evolution for the self? Or, uh I wrote it down. It Just the idea that you can change yourself into whoever you want to be. Um, and especially now that we're kind of finding out that that's mixed with the clone kind of group and that they're testing on humans, like, I'm really excited to delve further into this world. Mm-hmm. Will we be able to, or is this, like, a thing of the past? Do you know what I mean? Because this is all a flashback. I think they're making a comeback, though, the Neolution. I've... I think I read somewhere that this is going to focus more on Neolutionists 
yeah. this season. Which so. is which is I think probably why the showrunners did say like we introduced this flashback to you for a reason mm-hmm. and maybe that was it because we do find out there's a lot of connections to the neolutionist in the show and she meets this girl Beth does named Trina who's a pregnant neolutionist and that baby's (laughs) (laughs) and when Beth looks at her though and was like congratulations Congratulations. (laughs) and they almost exchange looks like Trina's like you know that this is gonna be a freaking devil spawn like don't (laughs) congratulate me I'm gonna get her magnetized ASAP instead of like <laughs> instead of <laughs> just like baby on your hand, just mm-hmm. walking around with a baby on your hand. But she has a boyfriend, and he actually I just uh, wrapped up an after show called Shadow Hunters. This actor was an actor on Shadow Hunters, the one that played her boyfriend. He had a very small role in this episode, but it was really fun to see him again. She's worried about him. You know, he's getting really far into it, and you can tell even though she has the eyes, she's pregnant. She she's the only one that's really nice to Beth when she goes to the club and is somewhat interested in helping her, which I thought was interesting. I I mean, she's probably dead at this point, to be honest, um, present day, but it would be kind of cool to see her again if she's not. I mean, honestly, it, it, people like that, it's just like, it do, doesn't matter what you believe in. You She wants to help. She wants to be a good mm-hmm. person, you know? Sure, sure, she wants magnets in her fingers, but she wants to be a good person, especially when her boyfriend gets disappears... So, um, I mean, you know, their people are weirdos, but they they mean well. They've they've got heart, and and yeah. I think the idea of individual evolutionary choice is an exciting one. Like, I mean, magnets and fingers seems kind of pointless, but um, if that's just the beginning, and you're in a society that is cultivating that, I totally see why people would want to buy into that. Like, we're on the forefront of technology, and I can advance and make myself better. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, I'm interested to see where that technology has gone since that time and how, how like, what they're doing to themselves now. Mm-hmm. Because we really have been focusing on the clones and their journeys and what kind of c- trouble they've been getting themselves into, but we haven't seen as much of what's been going on with these crazy people that we knew a little bit about, but then we strayed away, which is why I'm happy what they're doing so far, what I've seen this season, is kind of bringing it back to where we started, which is the most fascinating thing, I personally think. We get to see Dr. Leakey again, the deceased. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to think how many dead people we saw this episode. Three. And Olivier, isn't he dead? Yeah, too? Olivier, Dr. Leakey, and Paul. And Beth. <laughs> right. And Duh. Beth. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> so I guess it's four dead people that we were following in this episode. But And Maggie Chen. She was alive oh, for a hot second. That, that's true. She was. And then no more. Yeah, then no more. But it was kind of nice to see Dr. Leakey again. I forgot how weird and creepy he was. Because so creepy. Okay, I'm sorry for any Scientologists watching, um, <laughs> but he reminds me of, like, L. Ron Hubbard or something weird. I, he freaks me out because he you can tell he truly does believe what he is doing is right, and he's helping people. He certainly has a God complex. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so how, how long do you guys think it's been since... Um, Beth's suicide from when we like from what we saw today to Beth's suicide till Beth's oh um no, I would say no more than like two or three months maybe less maybe okay. a couple weeks but wait from or from Beth's suicide from from the end of the first ep- pilot for, I'm sorry from the first episode that just aired se- oh. season four episode one to the time Beth kills herself 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right? Not that long. It I seems like months. I don't think from wait from this episode till Beth's suicide. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a few days. Yeah, days. Yeah. Wow. I, I think it might be just like tops a month actually because she after she kills Maggie Chen, she's going down a Unravels, fast yeah. downward spiral. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't shock me if it was yeah, and even a few days later that she decided to walk on the train tracks because she loses it. It's like the last the last straw. I don't know. It's, I kind of would, I was thinking though how long this whole thing has been still, I'm still a little bit lost on the timeline as far as when um, the episode ends, well, the Beth part of the story ends to then at the end, which we'll get to though, when we see Sarah. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long this has been. Planetar is saying the first three seasons are just a matter of weeks, maybe two months. Oh, Jesus. Which feels about accurate. Like, they just their days are filled with drama (laughs) (laughs) from yeah and especially seasons one to two have to happen so fast yeah uh that's true but it's just been so long for us so it's kind of hard to understand yeah Mm -hmm. it feels because we've been watching in years and it's happening in days definitely yeah so Beth uh, gets called in by her captain and also Art is there and this is before the whole Maggie Chen thing happens, but they kind of can tell that the anonymous informant person is somehow, like, Beth knows her, I think, is why. Because there wasn't really a clear reason why she was taken off the case. I think also maybe because of her... Because everybody kept asking, are you okay? Is she getting sleep? Is that... I think they were just worried about her, too, and they wanted her... I I thought it was going to be an intervention. (laughs) Well, yeah, Beth definitely... So I think it was that, too, like her... Yeah, absolutely. Because she's not hi- hiding it well. Yeah. Like, she is not keeping it together at the office. And to keep getting these, like, amazing anonymous tips, like, they're, like any cop would have to investigate that. Like, there's yeah. no way you could avoid looking further into, like, who is keeps calling you to get these weird cases? It's just not, it's not normal. But it was a burner phone, and it's not as though they were like, oh, we tracked the IP address to blah, 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 and this is here, and you've been there because we tracked your car. But I think that's exactly why they took her off the case, because we have no idea what's going on. Like, you're not well, you're coming in late, you leave whenever you want to, you don't look healthy, you know, you're not trusting the people around you, and you keep getting these anonymous tips, like, until we can fully understand what's going on with you, it's not safe for us, you know, to have, like, a loose cannon cop going around just solving whatever mysteries, you know, people are handing to her. It's a little weird. So I totally understand from a police perspective. And even why, like, I just kind of felt betrayed by Arthur when they ran the phone. Like, I get why. He's, like, looking out for you, girl. Like, it's crazy out there. OX said, though, Dr. Leakey did say that Beth needed to stay away from the case. And the guy, the glasses guy, worked at the cop station. Yes, who so is... Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, I have his name written down somewhere. I kept on forgetting it. He was basically the one that was um, from the union. We'll, we'll get into him, but I, it was uh, very interesting. And on that note, though, we were in introduced to a new character, Evie Cho, who is going to be in a slew of the episodes this season. I would say at least more than half. Um, And she, we saw her in the flashback, but this is somebody that we know is still going to be in the present season, so she has to still be alive. And there is going to be some kind of connection because when Dr. Leakey was talking to her, he said something like, you take care of your people and I'll take care of mine. Mm -hmm. So who were her people? More clones? Well, I wonder if it was the male clones Mm -hmm. or if it was some of the uh, um, artificially enhanced guys. 
I don't know. Or someone else. Or, like, oh, God. Or a whole other thing. Oh. I mean, who even knows that at this is, point? That also would not surprise <laughs> me if we got an entirely new group of, like, scientifically experimental people. There was something about the guys last season, the, the clone guys. I didn't really vibe with them because there was not one that I connected with, even the good one. And also, what? there was no variety. Like... Look at not to not to toot Tatiana's horn, but she had a <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, an American like a Canadian one, a British girl, mm-hmm. um, well, uh, Helena, Ukrainian, yeah, and yeah. all these guys the have Russian the same voices, you know. And the pilot. Well, I feel like that's only fair because they they the way they are brought up is complete. Like they're brought up as so. like an army, so they should feel similar. But one of them, the guy with the farm, he didn't was wasn't brought up. In but the he army, was dispatched. Right? No, he oh, was, was dispatched they? from there. To work, so they. I feel like they should sound and feel and act the same, um, and even deteriorate the same. Uh, I guess that's well. why we didn't connect to them because they weren't really individuals. You know, mm-hmm. they were just an army. Yeah, you know? and I do think they kind of said that last season, but nonetheless, I still like watching our Tatiana clones. Better. Oh heck yes, oh, yeah. we should not do a different thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with them. So let's talk about what happens, you know, the third quarter, or third quarter, (laughs) the fourth quarter, kind of, of the episode, which is when Trina, the girl we were talking about before, the one from the Neolution Club, calls Beth and says she's worried about her boyfriend, and Beth, like, goes to Chinatown, where she tells her to go, to uh, try to find him. He had something implanted in his cheek. In his cheek. In his cheek. Yeah, super safe. She... And this is this is exactly the moment that we've kind of all been curious about the Maggie Chen thing and how this happened, where she was before this happened, which was Art's bed again. Whoa, crazy! And she was drunk or high or whatever. Probably a combination know? of the two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and not smart to be like, I gotta take this. Also, your partner's literally laying in bed. He can't just have him over and be like. We got a clue. Like we got a got it because then he could have been there to cover your back. You probably would like. She just silly choice after silly choice. I know it's just one of those things though. If you get in trouble with your parents when you're little, and they said, "I wish you just would have told me," and it's like, "But if I would have told you, you would have told me not to, to do, do it." it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I didn't tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's what she did. Stupid move. And yeah, as she's watching, like we said, we see the informant uh, from the police, who just seems like this nerdy guy that doesn't really know anything or is a part of it, and he is. And we're seeing it, that was really gross. The scene when they took the thing out of his cheek, I, 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 awesome. gagged just a little. Um, the first time I covered my eyes when I watched it. The second time I kind of, and then the third time I like, I was like, all right, I just watched it. I really thing. like gore, like a whole <laughs> lot. So I was really excited, especially the uh, opening dude where he had like the giant square and you can see all the muscle tissue and a fly flying out. I was like, yeah, that's dope. I was just like, ah. <laughs> all I kept on thinking was, I'm allergic to latex and if I was an actor on this show, I would just be having an allergic reaction <laughs> really badly because all of that stuff is latex on their face. That's like, you know, the fake cheek being mm-hmm. cut out. She follows them though and she's dumb. She trips because she's messed up. And um, but is she messed up? That that's part what I was confused. Is she messed up because she's drunk and high, or is she messed up because she just saw a worm in this dude's cheek? You know, my guess is both. Yeah, like because I mean, because she she noticed the dude from the police station in there, so that's terrifying. Um, they're dissecting things from people, which is also creepy. And then it's dark, and she's stoned and drunk, and you know, to hear those footsteps creep up behind, like that's got to be death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I totally understand. Why she shot, 
I get it. That setting was there for... For for the fans that forget a little bit about um, the woman that she shot, what we ended up finding out, I don't remember what season, but that it wasn't, and as we know, it wasn't a random person. Like we just said, you know, she was part of this whole thing, which I just think is fascinating because it took a really long time for us to learn that still. Yeah. And... It kind of bothered me, and it, it's just sad that this woman, part, you know, we have Paul to blame, we have the pills, we have the booze, but we also kind of have this fake, you know, she thinks she killed a, a innocent human being. And that's just, it's sad to see it again happen, and the aftermath, Art's there, mm. and she's hysterical. Now that I'm saying it again, I do think it was a few days after she jumped in front of the train. I don't think it was long at all. Oh, no, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. What did you guys think about seeing that scene, though, and even the flashbacks of the scene when, you know, everyone comes, the ambulance comes, and they're flashing back to what Art did, and he said, you know, you saw a gun, and he just put the cell phone in her hand. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready to ship Art and Beth already, even though Beth is dead, and there's nothing we can do about <laughs> it. Um, I really, I really enjoy Art as a human being. I think he's so sweet, and I'm glad that he's filled in on Clone Club now and can be a part of the current clone's life. Um, as far as the scene goes, I... I mean, wow. Just wow. I... It helps uh, us understand Beth so much more, and especially her mind state before she jumps in front of that train. I can't even, like, as a cop, and especially somebody, like, all the clones are out to protect people. Mm -hmm. um, so to have killed somebody, especially someone she thought was innocent, it's just, it's sad. <laughs> like, I don't really have words for it. It's just kind of devastating. Alistair in the chat says, Maggie Chen was likely, likely there to spy on the Neolutionists for the Proletheans. Good which lord. Is, Yes. Okay. Uh, the You're right. So that's the thing. And that's why we love having you guys in the live chat so much, especially on the show. All of our brains are better than just our brains in the panel because so much has happened. This show is very confusing. Mm -hmm. And um, there's so many different theories that we can have. And just like throwbacks like that, it's almost like reading a textbook that we need to know. Yeah, right. absolutely. There really should be. Like, it just be called Clone Club, and it's just like a Bible. <laughs> you just, like, have to read it. BBC, get on it. That's a really good idea. I would buy that book. I would be a thousand percent about that book. I would buy that book, too, actually, and it would be, like, a really cool-looking book. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> we end the flashback part of the episode with Beth going back to MK. And like we said, she does has there's that weird iced tea scene uh, when she comes in, and I kept on trying to think, and I was going to ask you guys, but you already answered that at the beginning. I was like, what's the significance of her being so obsessed with how much is in something, and yada yada yada? But you answered that because they are essentially a scientific experiment, so that's why. And Beth really lets her guard down. She says that MK is the only person she feels as though she can go to. And this is a legit crazy person. And she kind of says that and says, sorry, like, no offense. Well, I don't think MK is so much crazy as mm -hmm. she is just, like, paranoid. Like, there's, who can you trust, you know? You think you could trust your boyfriend, but he's a, he's a monitor, you know? So I think that's why she's just, like, in the trailer and everything. Yeah, especially because um, uh, Beth says, uh, you know, I understand why you live this way now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... And but, yeah. I think she goes to MK, too, because, like how you said, Beth is, like, the mom that mm -hmm. connected everybody. I think MK is a little bit higher in that, like, she's the informant. Like, she knows more. Mm -hmm. So Allison and Kasima are great, but they don't, you know, they, they, live, they don't live, well, I guess Allison does, but 
it's just like they don't understand everything completely. She MK understands it and, and then some. You know? Yeah, and I'm sure Beth V's Allison is like, You're so cute. Like, this is this is great. I'm giving you a gun yeah. so you don't somebody to come in your house and shoot you, but this is dangerous and you need to let me the cop handle things. Whereas MK clearly is it's fine on her own. She's surviving and thriving. Um and I don't so, know if yeah, she's like, thriving. She's that's a, fair. That's totally fair. She's making it. She's making it work. She's alive. <laughs> Her heart is beating and she is breathing. Yeah. But she is still, though, this childlike figure that knows the most. And they even said, and Beth said in this episode, that because um, MK asked Beth if Kasima and Allison knew about her, and she said no. And I think to this day they still don't know about MK. Yeah. But then at the end of the episode, we're back to present day with Sarah and, you know, Sarah's <laughs> with her daughter and everything is like hunky dory like it was when the whole last season ended and she gets a call from Art. When was the last time Sarah has spoken to Art? Because to me, I, I, I don't really remember Art being in That's that se- last question. season that much. If at all, to be honest. No, he was definitely mm-hmm. sidelined for that until... Oh, help us out, guys. I think, like, the very end, I want to say, when he kind of gets filled in on everything. Um, and, again, that might be a lot um, sooner. In our heads, that seems like a year ago. Right. But it maybe just happened, like, a month before. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, how long? they probably been on the lam a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. maybe, before they're like, they've found you, and now you need to move. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he with Helena a lot last season? Oh, girl, get out. Yes, he was. Yeah. He was. Yes, with Helena. That's oh, that was funny. That was kind of their relationship to me. dynamic was perfect. I'm glad the writers put them together. <laughs> I know. I'm not gonna lie. I did miss Helena this episode. But when Art calls Sarah, he says, "Sorry to call you so late, but there's someone you need to talk to." Lo and behold, another clone that Sarah does not know about, which is MK, who we know already. And you know, she tells her that the Neolutionists are coming and they know where she is and to run. And she just got Kira back, and it sucks. And I don't, She's gonna be running for her whole li- her the, her whole life, you know. That's, I know the rest of her life is just on the lamb. It, it's a bummer. But I'm ching. Sorry, lamb mask. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I but I think again that's how she survives. Like she could never have pictured Clone Club and working together to try to survive. I think that the best thing she could do to keep going was to alienate herself, mm-hmm. and which really she was like. I'm glad she's back in the picture because at this point, the clones have like it's clear they have no idea what's really going on. Like they've scratched the surface of of who's behind their creation and stuff, but who's controlling that hand? Mm-hmm. Like why did that experiment even get to take place? Um, so I'm excited to hopefully delve much deeper into that secret. Yeah, because last season I almost felt as though oh how fascinating that these people also are you know a part of it, but. I'm sorry. Someone mentioned it in the chat. I don't remember what they were called. Like the people on the farm, and the then there was the military thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Prole- Proletians. There you go. Yes. See, yes, very fascinating to know that they exist and that they have been after them too. But to me, those people were not very interesting to watch for the entire season. Glad we know about them. Like said and done. I kind of hope that that storyline is over. Yeah. And I think that, you know, they're taking it back to the roots, which is what we really loved from when we started watching the show. So on that note, let's get into some predictions for the rest of the season. Yeah. And, and I forgot about predictions. 
Alright. Um... I predict one that we're not going to see more Beth. In the chats, people have been giving their gives and takes about whether we're going to see more Beth. Um, I think we're probably going to stay in the present. That that was... I can't think of any more information we could get from going flashing back. I mean, obviously, the writers are amazing and could do it if they wanted to, but we got so much kind of full circle things. Um, and as far as the future, I do think we're going to have an entirely new group. Like, an entire hand that we haven't seen controlling everything and pulling all the strings. Because everything we know pretty much is either dead or hiding. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who they pull out. I think, I, I disagree. I think we're going to find out why Beth killed herself. Or did she? <laughs> Maybe somebody killed her, you know? Because um, I just want to see that also. I'm just hoping that we get to see that since we saw so much of her. And I think uh, the lady, I kind of stole this from the, the chat, but somebody said that she's the leader of the Neolutionists now, maybe? Maybe she's like a bigger... Who, Beth? No, um, Cho. Oh, um, well, so Margaret Cho? The one that died? No, 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 no. Evie. I'm sorry, Evie. Yeah. Yes, Margaret Cho's a comedian. Margaret Cho. <laughs> sorry, Kelly and I are comedians, and it gets a little confusing sometimes. Not that not, we know Margaret Cho. That'd be, be really great. dope that Margaret Margaret Cho is on the show. But yes, Evie. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think she's like a head honcho now. I agree. Um, I know that we are going to be seeing Evie a lot more. We're trying to uh, get that actress in the studio, which is really exciting, Yay! you guys. And I think it's definitely going to happen at some point this season. And we're reaching out to a lot of other people. But get excited for that. We're going to go back into that world, though, that we saw before, and um, which is a very fascinating world of the Neolutionists. Mm -hmm. And I think that, though, perhaps, I don't know how, maybe one of the dead people we saw aren't really dead like that'd be nice if they like just really want to bring someone like just back like le legitimately <laughs> who, who are you thinking of over there who would who would you like to come back paul um <laughs> i'm just i'm just spitballing but i, I do don't think paul's dead i'll also throw out that prediction i really don't i mean yes a grenade went off in his lap but for whatever but not seeing the body but what especially if it in a show like this the most important part of him I mean, he's oh. still Paul. I don't know if his nether regions make him the person that he is. But they might a little. But what happened to Del <laughs> Where was Delphine? Yeah, I don't... Uh, boobies. Well, boobies asked that. Well, Delphine's not really... Uh, <laughs> I called, no, it's Boo69Bs. I've had her in a lot of my chats, <laughs> and I called her boobies a lot at first. Um, no, it's Boo69Bs. I think Del... We'll get answers, I think, in the next episode as for who is really dead and who's not, at least with Delphine. And I think that we're still going to be struggling with, um, you know, Kasima and having all the stuff that's going on with her, getting her healthy. But... Back to, like, what we saw a long time ago, Kira is very important, Sarah's daughter. Mm -hmm. And it still has an... Ex I mean, yes, because Sarah was the original, she was able to have a child, blah, blah, blah. But I think that people are going to try... She's going to start growing, as children and actors do, and <laughs> she, you know, is going to, I think, maybe become a bigger part of the show. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, but somebody tried... Helena is pregnant. Yeah, because they're twins, um, Helena and Sarah, yeah. so they both have the ability to have children, but those children are a little more special, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I think is going to happen. We are so, so excited to be here with you guys this season. We're going to get some clone club gear. We have mm -hmm. SF Apparel, E-S-E-F Apparel. They're going to be sending us some really cool stuff that you guys can purchase if you want. I'm helping design it, so it should hopefully be here in a few weeks. Exciting. And, wow. Yeah. Let's uh, recap where we can find all you guys on the interweb. 
Okay, yeah, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me on Twitter at Joel Monique. You can also find me on Black Girl Nerds. You see my latest reviews uh, for The Jungle Book and pretty soon Captain America Civil War. Hey, I'm Kelly McInerney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo. And come back later and watch SNL and recap that with me later. Do that. And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at samdavidsonentertainment.com. Twitter and Instagram, samd43. I'm going to be doing the Vampire Diaries later, too. So if you guys watch that, tune in. I'm not going to be here next week. It's the only week I won't be here. Kelly's going to be taking the reins, but I will see you guys soon. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.